0: intro in five seconds. And now. Just go now.
1: Hello and welcome to Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie.
2: I'm Thomas. And I'm Ben. And we really messed that intro on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It just starts in five seconds. No, we're live.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) Today, we're going to be discussing the Netflix so, series, anyway, Hollywood.
3: Yes, we're talking about Hollywood. The TV series, not the entire industry.
2: And the numerous films also called Hollywood. So uh, I'm sure there's loads. Oh, there are. There's one in 2020 made by the same name. <laughs> Alright, should we give a two-minute quick summary?
3: Uh, okay, we'll, we'll give the basic premise. It's basically about a group of aspiring actors, screenwriters, directors, blah, blah, blah. that are trying to get big in Hollywood. Uh, And they want to make this film uh, about someone, Peg Entwistle, who is real, that jumped off the Hollywood H sign. But it's going to be, you know, they want a black screenwriter, black lead, etc. Because they want to progress America, I suppose. That's basically the premise.
1: Yeah. Set in the 1950s, isn't it? No,
2: 1948. Yeah. It's just shortly after the war. and
3: oh. Very shortly after.
2: Yeah. So the main protagonist has just got back from the war and is trying to follow his dream to make it big in Hollywood now. He is. And... I guess one of the biggest questions about the series is, well, is it historically accurate or was it based on true events? And like it it was based on true events, but you have to take the word based very literally in that um, it took a lot of art- artistic license and creative freedom. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the poster even says, what if you could rewrite the story? So the whole point is kind of changing
3: what actually happened with this insertion of fictional characters so i mean tarantino's done this before with inglorious bastards and once upon a time in hollywood but it's basically the film does get made and it's got like openly gay leads black lead screenwriters uh, etc and so it's based on real events i think it's loosely based on the book by scott bowers uh I can't remember what the book's called, but <laughs> so it's kind of based around true people, so there's a few real characters in there, like Anna may Wong, who was the first uh big like chinese american actress there's hattie what's her name hattie mcDaniel Hattie McDaniel is in there. you know there's quite a few real people, but the the main characters are fictional
2: yeah most most of them are fictional sorry go
1: on i was just gonna say it's sort of looking at kind of the corrupt methods that they have to adopt in order to become successful so there's quite a few um quite a lot of the storyline in the early episodes kind of show how desperate these characters are and that the um henry wilson uh, who's one of the characters who was also real, is this talent scout uh, who basically abused clients um, in order to... Well, for him, they got successful, but kind
0: of... Well, he's one of the most hated characters in the show, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Basically,
3: yeah. exchange sexual favours for film roles. That's the yeah. uh, premise.
2: And unfortunately, he was a very much real person, and his character was pretty much how he was in real life. And we showed, yeah, we shown a lot of the relationship between him and someone called Roy Fitzgerald, who he scouted, who then went on to become uh, Rock Hudson, who He's again also was real. Yeah, he was a real, real person, but the interpretation of him here was fictional. Although he was a big part of his character here is the fact that he's, he's gay and his relationship with the screenwriter Archie, who was fictional. Um, but in real life, he was gay and ultimately ended up dying of AIDS, unfortunately. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. So, that's basically it. It's loosely real, but with Changing kind of what happened. Like, what if you could get away with making a politically progressive film? Hmm. So that's the idea.
1: There's also character Ernie, isn't there? Who's based oh, on yeah. a so real Ernie is based Scott on Scott Bowers, Scott Bowers,
3: who ran a petrol station that was a front for male prostitutes. That I think most of the clients were part of the Hollywood industry. So. That was kind of their way of getting in. Yeah. Uh. So it kind of shows you the stuff that they'll do. to get yeah, He's to on that roles. most
1: wholesome character.
3: Yeah, it is odd because he seems to be one of the nicest people and he's just a massive pimp for loads of male prostitutes.
1: He
2: really what is. What are you going to do? Like, there's, there's a part in one of the episodes where they go over budget making a film and... They need $25,000 quickly, which, especially when you consider that's going to be about $25,000 now due to inflation. Um, and Ernie's able to whip that up very, very quickly, um, partly putting in some of his own savings. Oh, no, it's
3: 25000 they want, so it's, it's like a quarter of a million nowadays.
2: Yeah, yeah that's so sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's a lot. And the guy just pretty much... Puts in a lot of his savings and creates a little charity pot and raises it for them in like a week. Which is incredibly and in wholesome for exchange, a pimp.
1: Then he gets like a, a cameo in the film and he genuinely looks like over the moon about it. Yeah. I really like this character.
3: Yeah. I mean, he, he was like a nice guy but it's kind of weird that he was also a pimp.
2: Yeah, especially when was- in the end he, he kind of falls in love and tells that and tells um Ellen Kincaid, who is works at the studio, basically that he's got cancer and that he wants to spend the last couple of his months of his life with her
0: which
2: yeah is really odd for a pimp <laughs> <laughs> um we'll so. Well, there, we've still we've still got a few people we can mention. So, like there there are a couple cameos from famous people around the time, such as Noel Coward, yeah. who is a playwright, composer, actor, director, he did it all really. And there was a a scene set in a party thrown by George Cukor, who is a director who again was very much known for his big house parties. Um, and one of the things about the party is that it was very much an open secret that it would be a, a hangout for lots of gay people to sort of be themselves without risk of persecution and Cor was known in real life, it was pretty much an open secret that he himself was gay so that was historically accurate um, yeah.
1: yeah it doesn't feature in it much but that storyline's kind of underpins the majority of the third episode, which I think kind of like a turning point in the series. It, yeah. it wasn't really one of my favourite episodes, but although he does not play a huge part, I think, you know, as I say, that scene it kind of changed the the path for quite a few characters.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah. And so I guess there's not really much else we can say because we've we've been through most of the characters. A lot of them are made up, and the ones that are real um, have been changed slightly to show a more optimistic view of what could have been in the past. Um, and I suppose the only other big question that we've seen circulating is: w- Will it have a season two? Um, and hopefully the- not yeah yeah
3: that's what i'd say it's not a bad show at all i'd say it's pretty good but it, it it doesn't need a second season it's kind of all tied up in a nice little bow and i think having another season would ruin it i think it's even the director or it, was, it might be creator who's done other famous shows like um american horror story and Glee, stuff like that uh he even said oh, i, I Wanted to do a mini series so I could walk away from it at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, do sort of set up a second season, but it's it's not really that. It's just kind of it's more showing the future of the characters in it, and I think it would. I don't think it needs to be renewed at all. I think it's yeah. left in a good place.
2: Mm. Yeah, it it definitely could just end there, and it probably should because. It was nice. You got closure around the whole story, the story arc, and it was just the last shot was showing that they were going to make a second movie with the same, um, the same actors, same director, same writer, based on sort of how they um, got to where they are, and like you, you can imagine how that would be. You don't need to f- physically see it. I don't think. Yeah. I don't really think the director wants to create another series, really. So I guess it's a possibility, but quite unlikely.
3: Yes. I really hope there isn't one. It, it would just ruin everything, if you ask me. Yeah. Because there's nowhere else for these characters to go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, shall the, only, the only other thing, you know, how... Spoilers, by the way. I know we don't usually say that, but obviously there are going to be spoilers for the show. We used to. But uh, yeah, in the last episode, when you assume that it's going to be Ernie's funeral, but it's actually Dick's. That sort of could open up a possibility for the the
0: second season, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
3: So you talk about the like. An in-depth episode overview, in true what entertainment
2: of excellence style. Of course, <laughs> we actually, watched, actually the watched, watched the whole series. Show. This time. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> full transparency, our first episode on Dirk Gently um, was not just the first episode of the show; <laughs> it was reviewing the first episode of Dirk Gently. We hadn't watched any other episodes. Well, <laughs> he has, and I have, but I wasn't even on it. <laughs> and by the time we we touched on it in episode two. We'd watched episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember um, how we, we did for Psychoville, but we, we, we certainly hadn't watched the whole thing.
1: Yeah, they're, they're quite short though, so...
2: Yeah. But here we have watched the whole... Um, full amount of episodes. In
3: three days. Yeah. We did it. Oh, yeah, there's not that many.
2: There's only seven and they're only an hour each so you could quite easily binge watch it.
1: Yeah. first few were only 45 minutes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it depends. Uh, It makes sense for the first two because they are it's technically a two-parter. Did you think it made sense as a two-parter? I mean, I think they could have just named them different things to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I don't think there was a need to put part one and part two because the whole thing is an overarching story. Like I get it with, you know, adventure of the week kind of stuff with maybe Doctor Who, where sometimes it's a two-parter. Those make sense. Like, um, is it Angels in Manhattan is that a two-parter? Have I made that up? I
2: don't think so. But like,
3: oh. <laughs> a, there is a Weeping Angels one that's two parts. But anyway, it it didn't really need to say the two parts. Ooh. Ooh. Um. It basically It starts off really fast-paced, if you ask me. The first episode, Mm. super fast. And it it kind of is all about Jack Costello, who seems to be the protagonist. Uh, It has a really... I like the opening scene of him at a movie theatre, watching basically the news about this rave about people wanting to become extras to get into the film industry. So that kind of sets up the premise of what Jack's wanting to do. Uh, and it's basically following him around, trying to get in. So he, they were outside the gates of studios trying to become extras. Um, and then it basically leads to him being recruited in a bar by Ernie to work for Golden Tips, the petrol station, where he gets told that he'll basically be a prostitute, but will get a lot of money and can help him uh, make connections and it basically goes through that, and then he ends up, uh, like, one of his clients is a casting director. It gives Jack a very small role that's, like, two lines, but it ends with uh, him getting arrested by an undercover police officer.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, the, the pace <laughs> of the first one was quite fast. But... yes. I don't think it was too bad. I think you could sort of keep up with it. and Oh,
3: yeah. It's just kind of brisked over some issues, I suppose. Like the fact that his wife was pregnant and wanting yeah. a mortgage. Because you kind of just forget about them anyway later on.
2: <laughs> just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I like, quite like few... this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah, actually yeah, a good I was just going to say, because it's kind of the only one that primarily focuses on one character. Because... Even in the second one, he kind of bombarded with all these different storylines. Yeah. That's the same in the third one. This is pretty much just about Jack, which I think he's definitely a protagonist in the in the first half of the season, but as it goes on, I think there's less of an emphasis on him.
3: Yeah. If this yeah. one feels the most... Actually, he's not character-focused. This is definitely a plot-focused episode, but it's... It's easier to follow than somebody does because it is just Jack. So yeah. it's quite easy to get through. Um, there's only like a couple of criticisms. Like, there's a bit of a cheesy bit where he says lensing at the same time as some other guy wanting to be an extra. Pretty cheesy. Um,
1: I think that other guy was just cheesy in general. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he could have been but, cut and nothing would have suffered because of it. It
1: luckily wasn't
2: it was in a good way again. of establishing
3: yeah he wasn't <laughs> he just disappears
2: Lens- it was a good way of
3: establishing tone though i think hmm. it yeah. did pretty well of having all the music the colors and costumes and really good cinematography which is was occasionally spoiled by the editing but that doesn't matter and um, it kind of set up the tone of like wow this is an amazing town and all that stuff and then but also showing the kind of prostitution side and how much people will do to get into the industry, so it was it was a good tone established as well. Yeah. So it was a pretty good opening episode, I think. Yeah. Yes. Same here. But what I suppose another criticism I wish is you don't notice it until you watch the next episode is that maybe they could have woven in some of the other characters who eventually become yeah. really important. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: it feels cause... like it's very much focused on Jack, but later on, and even just in the second episode, you have a lot of other characters introduced and you feel that maybe they could have benefited from the same amount of um, it, like background as Jack.
1: Yeah. That's why I don't think it really works if, if you see it as a two-parter, because, you no. Know, you suddenly introduced to all these uh, characters in the second episode that haven't really appeared at all in the first part. Yeah. So I think and, it would have just played better if they were just completely separate episodes.
3: And they kind, I mean, of, they kind of
1: are, but yeah, I don't know why. why they have put it like that.
3: It starts off as well. I think like some of the characters feel like they're just going to get thrown away. Like the introduction to Archie of um, Jack goes to like a smutty f- film theater for gay porn basically and then uh finds that archie is uh, i've got to call him a freelance prostitute i'm sure that's a very fancy term (laughs) uh and he basically ends up recruiting him for the petrol station because jack had refused to do some gay stuff uh but you feel like that's just jack's way of being able to tiptoe around how to do anything with men but then it turns out that he's this massively major character later on yeah
1: yeah. that bit I thought was a bit cheesy as well when he's dressed up as the police when he's like see I am a good actor <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah that was not good at all
1: no uh, I, th- I think all scenes in that bar were just kind of I didn't like yeah. them because there was also the bit in near the end uh with his wife, but we'll come to that later.
2: Oh, yeah, I oh, really yeah. hated that. So, <laughs> so, yeah.
3: We also get introduced to the director, Raymond, who's half Asian.
2: Which is Which pretty Don't much... worry,
3: though. We won't need to tell you, I promise. <laughs> he mentions it every second he can.
2: Oh, by the way, did you know that Raymond's half Asian? I don't know. You might want I to know that before know you that. Go. Really? Well, we might just want to remind our listeners in case they want to go and watch the or in case they have watched it and have forgotten it because it's quite important uh, Yeah mm-hmm. Also, he's half anyway. So, yeah
1: That's the main thing I, I took away from this
2: <laughs> Yeah
1: Because
3: that's one of the weird things is that like Archie's a major character but they felt like they had to introduce him using the plot But then with Raymond and uh, Camille, his girlfriend, they are just kind of shown in separate scenes before it's necessary for them to be talking to Jack. And to be honest, they could have had a scene with Archie because then you could have the thing in the movie theater where you can go, oh, yeah, it's that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it didn't need that. Maybe we're just nitpicking. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows?
2: What's also, our job? Yeah. Also, something that uh, was a bit odd, it was that the like the opening title sequence wasn't there in the first one, but it was in the second, which, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, that's not the biggest criticism I have of this, obviously, but it was a bit <laughs> weird to see absolutely nothing in the first one and then from episodes two to seven have this opening sequence. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's because the first episode was just a giant cold opening.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> maybe. Also, probably because they didn't have all the characters in yet. Hmm. Um. Let's see, oh, yeah, that has of... the whole thing of uh, she manages to get a role, doesn't she? She. So you see, Camille. She's this black actress, and she's been doing loads of training. She's like the best of out of this class of someone called Ellen Kincaid. And she ends up getting a role as like a handmaiden, I think it's called. But basically, oh, yeah. she gets told to do the line in a jokey way by the director or basically, you know, a more black way, as he probably was going to say. Hmm. So she ends up having to fall into this stereotype, which obviously she doesn't enjoy. So she's just been taught to be a normal actress. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of sets up some of the stuff of them wanting to portray minorities differently and things like that. I think,
0: yeah.
3: I... Oh, it also introduces Henry Wilson.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is yeah. played
3: by Jim Parsons? And I was worried because obviously, I mean, Big Bang Theory. Jim Parsons plays Sheldon. Buzzinger. Uh, <laughs> Buzzinger. It's not exactly the greatest TV show but i actually really like jim parsons acting in this as henry yeah. wilson because yeah. i really hated him and that's a good thing Man. i mm. promise it's a good thing
2: no he 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 really <laughs> he really was exceptionally good and <laughs> if he's anything like the real henry wilson was then holy heck
3: <laughs> <laughs> they kept calling him slimy and there isn't a better description for that
2: yeah, even done. He got absolutely everything right, and even the people that made him look like the real Henry Wilson did an incredible job. Even down to like the oh, over, yeah. the overly greased, slicked back hair, the yeah, the, the um, the suits he wears. You know, basically, it.
3: <laughs> I thought he, I was like, Jim Parsons looks a bit odd, but then you look at a picture of Henry Wilson, and you're like, oh, okay. Makes sense now (laughs) Yeah Because he does look A lot like him Yeah
0: So Let's Let's keep going I guess
3: Yeah Uh, Episode 3 Which I enjoyed Ben and Ollie didn't enjoy it so much Is the Party we mentioned before The George Q Party And This is where Kind of the characters end up having to bump heads with each other because both Jack and Archie's uh, boyfriend, who he meets through the petrol station, you know, prostitution thing, uh, are both after the same role. Because what, what what role are they after, actually? I can't remember.
2: <laughs> it was the, the lead romantic role in Peg. I think oh, they actually started revolution.
3: making Peg by that point.
2: Um, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, basically Archie, the guy that Jack recruited, is a screenwriter, uh, but he's also black, so he, he never gets to go in and see them in case he's worried that they'll discount his script because of his race, basically. But they pick Peg to do, um, and both Jack and Roy or Rock, as he becomes known, uh, want this role so you kind of see them going about the party and both trying to do stuff to get this role with ironically jack tries to get um henry to hire him as because he wants him to be his agent uh yeah. but ends up refusing when henry asks him for sexual favors
2: and you i can't remember exactly when which episode it was i think it might have been the third episode or maybe the fourth i'm hired, but you think there's going to be a lot of rivalry between um, Rock and Jack, but it turns out that they're both really nice people and are supportive of each other, and yeah. ultimately, when Jack does get the role, Rock is, supports him. Um, Jack's happy for Rock that he then ultimately gets another role in the film, and they become very good friends. So... Yeah,
1: I wasn't a massive fan of this episode. I thought the pacing was quite slow. It was kind of just prolonged. But um, a scene that I did like was a uh, what she called Claire Wood when she's at the table with her parents and yeah. she's asking if she can audition for the part. I like that scene, but I think that they kind of present her parents as being really evil at the start. But then as it yeah. progresses, she's kind they kind of become less so and uh that little mum. She after uh, when uh, Ace has a heart attack, she kinda of takes over and there's a lot more liberal with the casting. But then yeah. eventually Ace starts to support her as well. So I did like that scene in kind of illustrating how corrupt like the the owner of the um, company is, but I don't think it was kind of sustained throughout the whole season. Yeah,
3: I think another thing I noticed was there were a lot of kind of bad characters that suddenly become good at the end, which is yeah. kind of annoying. <laughs> it's like you can't just redeem these people. Like Ollie mentioned, Ace's heart attack. Like before that, he like, just wanted money and. Didn't want uh, Archie's name to be on the film because he was black and they'd lose money and stuff like this. But then all he needs is a heart attack then to come out of a coma to then be not racist. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah, it's and also Henry Wilson at the end gets a redemption thing where he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to treat people badly uh, anymore. I made a vow on my knees. It's like, okay, why are we trying to make this guy good?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's and it's not even so much that um everyone becomes good like a good redemption arc can be done effectively and can really help enhance the I guess the humanity of the characters but here especially with Ace I'd say it's more like a sudden just complete 180 on how his character was before because he was presented as being very very evil very corrupt you know having having an affair with and uh all of these all of these things, and then once he's out of his heart attack. Oh yeah, and before he goes in his heart and has his heart attack, he's very, very adamant that no, this movie is not going to be made. I do not support this. And the whole thing is while he they're having to quickly make the movie while he's still in a coma because they're scared he'll find out and halt it
1: like that when he immediately after he comes out because he kind of walks and he still gains the idea of the film being made and kind of orders his wife to go and cook for him. And suddenly he does just have this sudden transformation where I don't know if it's his wife that has an influence over him, but that wasn't sustained very well, I don't think.
2: Yeah, it would have been better if you'd seen him maybe like consider making the movie beforehand, but then sort of, like, convince himself that it's wrong because of, like, the societal pressures at the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really weird, because um, his wife, Avis, is sort of shown to be, like, not good, because she's obviously is presented to be evil, like Ace. But really, she's... She becomes the bad guy when... Whenever he is in his coma. And to a degree, yeah, that sort of makes sense. She's having to run the studio um, how her husband would want it. But then, like, it it took taking, like, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, like, a completely different character, um, with some, with, like, a lot of importance to actually make her even consider changing her mind. And... I don't really think that's consistent with the character we saw beforehand, but yeah, you know, just a little nitpick.
1: Yeah, I think that it's not entirely related, but you know, with the a, a similar sort of transformation that Henry has. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just because of like how unlikable the character is, but I do always think that he still has corrupt motives. So even when he's trying to convince them to, uh. When he's convincing them that he's changed, it's mm-hmm. almost like a certain element of him being cynical in doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like when he uh, helps out Jack, that's almost just for himself to become the producer.
0: Yeah, I think if the f-
1: I don't I didn't enjoy the first three episodes as much as the rest of the season. Uh I'm only grouping them together because they're the first we watched those in one batch. Yeah. But I do think that it's almost as if the later episodes kind of make them better because you start to understand the story of the characters that are especially introducing episode two and three a bit more. I really enjoyed the, the next on screen tests, but I mean there were solid episodes, just not as good as sort of the middle the middle ones.
3: Yeah.
0: Solid well, I think Meg's. <laughs> like Meg the best ones.
1: episode, if you ask me.
3: It's also. The, I know it's the best reviewed, but I did I did like that episode kind of uh, artistically as well. Yeah. Or should, or should we talk about episodes four and five first before we'll skipping to it,
2: actually? That's probably a good idea.
3: Yeah. Screen Tests uh, was a really good episode. Um, it has. I mean, it basically shows them doing some screen tests, like rock Hudson and screen tests and jacks, uh, and oh, all yeah. this stuff.
2: Yeah, that's what but I was talking about earlier.
3: It's quite enjoy it is enjoyable to watch them, and you. It's actually where you start rooting for the characters as well, because to be honest, before I didn't really care because <laughs> there were so many, and it's like I don't really know that much about them, and and not so sort if of I care if they succeed, but when you actually start to see them trying, I think. Felt a bit more empathy for them, yeah, um, and it was really helpful. Oh, yes. Oh, there was one odd thing about this, uh, <laughs> this episode was where Avis is still being shown as the bad guy, and so she says she wants to cast her daughter because she's white. But it's I don't know if you picked up on this, but I just thought it was really weird that then suddenly Eleanor Roosevelt just swoops in and is like yeah. oh no, you, you should make the lead black it's like, okay, yeah. you need to get the first lady <laughs> to come in, it's such an
2: odd like, is it
3: Deus Ex Machina that's yeah. got from the machine, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was saying, it was just like, wow, you had to get the first lady to swoop in out of absolutely nowhere, then disappear and not be mentioned ever again <laughs> Yeah this, this It's always- really odd there's a lot of that throughout the series, I guess. That, um, There's a few instances where just something completely, completely coincidental comes up that just happens to change the plot. Um And it's it's almost as if the writers couldn't find more creative ways to get the characters to change their minds. Like, I'm sure you could have done something with, like... Avis questioning her own motives, for example, and saying, "Well, is it worth it?" Or maybe had yeah. s- like um, some of th- some of the characters, the other characters, convince her. But no, you had to introduce someone, someone completely new, and then take them out of the plot completely afterwards. Yeah,
1: I've got a list of kind of undeveloped stories, which yeah. I'll talk about at the end, but. Okay. I also thought this episode was pretty funny as well. You know, with um oh with Rock. With, Rock,
2: with, oh, Rock yeah, with audition
3: test. Yeah, he yeah. did
2: like sixty-seven takes. I think they said he keeps forgetting his lines, and he, he's, <laughs> he's just have, not a good actor.
1: But then you have Henry threatening, uh, Avis, because he has the pictures of her at the gas station. Oh yeah. Uh, originally, she's like um, we'll cast this guy. Then the next the next screen test is
0: Jack. So she's kind of yeah. conflicted there.
3: And yeah. she does end up casting Jack.
1: Yeah, because not really to... was terrible. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: there is quite a bit of nepotism in the casting because he still gets a part, and then uh, pretty much everyone that that's in this circle is, is
0: eventually cast in the film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, it, so after that, it goes into the next episode where obviously Amos does agree to cast Camille. So they change the name to Meg to make it clear they're not basing it on a real person because Peg was white. Um, And it's kind of obvious. It's like, okay, the last episode tried to end on a cliffhanger of like, oh, Who will Avis choose? But I mean, if you've got Eleanor Roosevelt to come in and tell you to cast a black lead, I couldn't see them not doing it. (laughs) So I don't know why it left it on a cliffhanger. It was quite obvious. Um, But what is good about it is that there are actual consequences of casting Camille. They don't just gloss over that. Because sometimes they make things look too good. But uh, one, Camille gets called by um, Hattie McDaniel to congratulate her. But then afterwards, she also gets called by some racist guy uh, and receives and they start receiving like death threats and stuff like that. And A Studios gets picketed um, and they have to give Meg a really small budget because... They're worried it won't be able to be shown in most movie theaters in the south. So I do like answers to casting Camille because that would have happened in nineteen forty-eight.
0: Be up for that?
1: Because I think one of the things we highlighted in the, I think it's the first or second episode that it wasn't. They were kind of presenting more equality than was actual was actually apparent. Yeah, but especially in this episode, it is kind of dealing with the discrimination. And was it the episode six? Was that the opening?
3: Uh, yeah, it's
1: episode six that happened. Yeah, so I, I do think that they they deal with that quite well.
2: Yeah, yeah, because at first it looked like it was too optimistic, and whilst in a sense that's yeah. all right, it felt maybe like it was. Devaluing and like some of the struggles that people, uh, that minorities at the time had to go through. But then, like, as it as it progresses, it shows that that's more a view of how the characters wanted it to be. And then you get hit in the later episodes with the reality of yeah. how people would react. And then it glosses over it a bit at the end when it became a big hit. But to be fair, like it's going to happen anyway given in given it's an optimistic show i guess
3: but it kind of this is where it fully explains what it's doing and kind of almost, so you get a good table read scene where they read the script that was cool a lot of emotion etc but they basically decide that they need to change the ending of meg so that she doesn't kill herself because i think dick says like um you know if you see this struggling black girl trying to do her best to get in a film and then she she doesn't get in and kills herself what what message does that send to young black women around the world Uh, yeah and and because they change what actually happened it's kind of like uh I assume it's supposed to be a representation of this TV show itself, where obviously in real life they would would have massively failed trying to get this through uh, with a diverse cast and a half-Asian director.
2: Oh, uh, did you know it was half-Asian as well? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so that I think they use this to explain the goals of this show. Yeah, to kind of have role models, although it's more of a what if because nowadays there are a lot more role models for minorities in films and stuff. Although still not perfect, you know, the Oscars I think are still like massively white and even male uh, yeah. dominated.
1: Any thing about the the actual film itself is it? It never really actually. Shows what happens in the rest of the film it it kind of presents the the whole bit at the end, but like in the last episode when they're praising anime uh kind of like what actually was her role, they never really show any of that
3: yeah that it was really odd. they were like, oh yeah, this is really well deserved for this supporting actress, but we don't get told anything of her character don't really yeah. get to see any of her acting, yeah, like, okay, I guess we'll just assume that she deserves this
2: we're only really shown little, little clips of the film throughout the series. And then just the, obviously, the not jumping off the Hollywood sign, but... um, Which gets a bit weird, like, especially in the last episode. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but... um, Like, it's against movies such as, like, Miracle on 34th Street um, and, like... Great Expectations... Yeah, yeah, you're just like um, why? What does this movie have that is better than those? You read really, all you really shown is the jumping off, or sorry, not jumping off the Hollywood sign. And yeah, I guess they, like they wouldn't want them.
1: to just show the whole film, but it's
2: yeah. kind of just like it's just a, a bit, bit Just, just
3: sh- sh- I mean, we see. Enough for all the rest of them, like we see some scenes with jack and uh with Camille doing their parts uh, even Learning. even see the scene with Rockin. Yeah. Who yeah, I assume has fewer lines than Anna Mae Wong, but we just don't know if we even get a single the early scene, scene. uh oh. oh, yeah, the early scene as well that's that actually starts off the montage, doesn't it, of Meg, yeah, with his acting, and then it goes straight into the scene. That was cool. I did like the montage. It's just that we, I guess, we just wanted more. To show what anime Wong did.
2: I just, I feel unless she maybe... wasn't, yeah. it,
3: unless she wasn't it, and we just completely forgot.
2: No, I don't think we saw it. I don't it. think so. It, what would have been cool is maybe if they'd shown a little bit of like the opening of the film and how they were going to introduce the characters, like just a little bit of that maybe, and then obviously hmm. a bit of anime Wong, <laughs> and yeah, just. It just felt like you were supposed to know Why this film was great And why it deserved all of these things When really you don't You're just rooting for the characters
3: Yeah We we do get a lot of other stuff in Meg Though A lot of big things happen For example Rock and Archie end up moving in together Which was obviously a big deal In the 40s For a gay couple to get house together Um, Ace Comes out of his heart attack uh, and tells, well, and his lawyer and some other people uh, want want him to burn all the film for Meg. Uh, Dick Samuels comes out as gay to Ace, uh, which Ace was a bit.
0: of Ace Pictures. And then Ace dies. He literally just. Does some
3: good stuff, then dies again poor guy oh yeah and killed him (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) when when we were watching um i think i made a remark or something like um oh wow he's he's he he, i think he was he was like lying in his bed and you were getting the impression he was dying and i was just like (laughs) wow what he he better be dead (laughs) <laughs> and he was and then he was so it's just wow I killed Ace Amberg and then the rest yeah. are the actually, the actually the just starts to deteriorate
3: yeah because then the lawyer and stuff burn all the Meg footage
2: yeah I know yeah I'm, I'm responsible for the for the all of the bad things that happened in- obviously yeah
3: but it's okay it. because surprise surprise at the start of the next episode the chief editor has spare footage. Who would have guessed?
2: Yeah, another stupid Deus Ex Machina that, like... (laughs) (laughs) it's Once they'd burnt the film and you had two episodes left, or was it one episode? One episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, There's an episode left. You know it's going to be shown, so why even have that whole subplot anyway? Yeah. Oh, and we, which episode was it? Which episode was it where he found out that his wife was cheating on him? Oh, um, I for,
3: we forgot that. That was episode five. That was, yeah, five. That, where we, oh, so, that we was... said we'd talk about that later and then forgot. So uh, basically, what? So happened, this is the bar scene.
2: Yeah. So they were trying to find not the dreaded bar. Yeah. So they the the context is that they'd gone over budget and they needed twenty five thousand dollars quickly and ultimately, um, good old Ernie gave it to them. But they were essentially going to. I'm assuming they were going to try and go back into becoming prostitutes again. But um, yeah. Jack was like, "No, I've got a wife. You know, I've I've said." And Raymond. Yeah, and uh, and who's half Asian? Um,
3: <laughs> but it's kind of weird that none of the other characters voice, uh, you know, concern about it, seeing as they are they all have partners. But
2: but it's yeah, basically, basically that they. He he wants to be a good man, and he's like, well, I've got a wife, we've got kids on the way, you know, I can't do this. Looks <laughs> over, other side of the bar, <laughs> there's his wife, cheating on him, right in front of him.
3: It's literally two seconds after, it's like, okay, so I guess we could solve that problem then. <laughs> and then he and goes then... home, and his wife's like, oh yeah, uh, I've been cheating on you with this guy for ages, and by the way, the kids aren't yours, they're his. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's an easy way uh-huh. to solve the problem, isn't it?
1: By the, the, the way, the guy that I've been cheating on with, his voice sounds like minded on the original <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> yes, it's, it's so it's... high-pitched. It's ridiculous. Like, listen to episode one or something of Entertainment of Excellence and listen to Ollie. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I I, I guess you're going to beat me up now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to beat you up. Oh, you guess you are a good man, then. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh. Mm. And then, like, the scene scene where um, Jack finally sort of breaks up with his wife, his wife's going to go, and they're sort of like, well, we'll we'll still be part of each other's lives. Like, that's that's a sort of nice scene. It's just a shame they didn't gloss over the fact that um, the kids weren't his. (laughs) I felt like that was an elephant in the room that they didn't go over as much as they should have. I think, like, when he was first told that Jack was, like, upset and walked out and slept with well slept on the couch um of archie and rock um but after that he just seems completely unfazed by it i think which i don't know that's just well i weird. mean he
3: he had said earlier that he didn't love his wife anymore yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but to be fair he was like, expecting kids you know and like yeah. he thought they were his <laughs> but yeah
3: oh that was great that was the start wasn't it it's like Oh, we need a mortgage. We're low on money. Oh, no, this kid isn't going to help. Go to the doctor. Oh, it's twins. <laughs> yeah. So, that okay, how many more things just... have to go bad? <laughs>
1: yeah. Another, the shots, well, not shots, but scenes that I really liked, I think it was in Meg. You know when um, there's Archie and Rock?
2: Yeah.
1: And you like... For a brief second, you think he's gonna like propose to him, but then you just suddenly realize, oh wait, no, it's a key. Yeah,
3: yeah, to the apartment.
0: I think
1: that does kind of enforce
0: the uh, nature of that is addressed quite a lot in the the last episodes.
3: Yeah, because a more of the earlier ones are the struggles that uh, black people would go through. So. Megs opens with Avis's house, gets a burning cross outside it. There's a Molotov cocktail thrown in to Archie's house. You know, there's pickets and all of that stuff. Uh, and you also saw oh, Camille's struggles earlier and Archie not wanting to be taken on as a screenwriter because he was black. Uh, so then they kind of use the last episode to address issues with homosexuality at the time because... Yeah obviously it's a it's easier to hide that than <laughs> your race yeah so it basically episode seven most of it is oh they get meg back blah, 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 meg's great and then the rest of it is all the oscars and archie basically decides to go with rock you know as a couple uh so it's kind of interesting to explore how that was done so mm-hmm. like reporters refused to talk to them and when Archie goes, Archie wins... Basically, they all win Oscars, uh, except Jack. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, when he goes on and does his speech, he he says that like, he dedicates it to Rocker's partner, and then people boo. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm too happy. And then people suddenly forget. That's kind of weird, but <laughs> it makes sense that people would boo at the time. Mm. I mean...
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think there was... They
1: don't of- really forget... Then you see the scene with Rock and Henry, and it's like, oh, you haven't many major parts. I mean, not that he had any major parts oh, before. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. But I meant the crowd. But yeah, they yeah. do.
2: Rock
3: yeah. doesn't get many parts at all. But oh, then
2: it's yeah, but
3: he never
1: has. He's just a bad actor.
2: <laughs> it's true that He's... he never had. He's absolutely terrible. Mm. But then again, like <laughs> the crowd did boo. But like, I don't think they there was anywhere near as much outrage as there would have been in the actual 1940s, which yeah, I don't think really an issue, to be fair, given that the whole series is premised on a sort of what-if scenario. But it was illegal. <clears throat> yeah, I know, and neither of them got arrested. <laughs> so yeah. yeah,
1: it's just like immediately suppressed.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, it was on uh, the and radio that's, and that's everything.
1: That's even
3: weirder with the end being that Henry Wilson wants to make a movie about like two gay lovers an an actual you know romance story mm-hmm. uh and it's kind of weird that you just have to assume that that works even though it's technically illegal but you don't uh, have to, assume I you're don't don't need to worry two. about that no no please <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so we we have a- Approaching an hour about fifty three minutes now, so Ooh. we might I guess have to skip recommendations for this week so oh, oh no, we'll, we'll we'll do something next week but <laughs> so I don't know in the last in the last five five ten minutes or so, I guess let's just sum it all up and say what i say what we liked about the series as a whole, what we didn't like, and then give it a yeah. rating i guess so. Ollie, you said you had some stuff written down. Let's have a listen. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah,
3: you had stories that went nowhere.
1: Yeah, most of them have been brought up. Um, there wasn't that much, Well, I mean, there are. I haven't got all of them. The only ones that I wrote down were um, the not seeing any of anime Wong in the film and then that kind of the whole of the last episode but that's kind of subtle and then the rest are just kind of about people's relationships so Jack and his wife which we've talked about and then mm. Dick's relationship is kind of just suddenly brought up I think in the penultimate episode. Oh yeah he just says that mm. he's got a partner and yeah. very and then he talks really. at the funeral but I know that Dick isn't one of the major characters but he actually was one of my favourites and he just yeah. didn't do much with that yeah, it wasn't the
3: really- last one, just- yeah, Dick oh. was an interesting character because he had the whole conflict over him. He didn't want to accept that he was gay. So, yeah. I mean, the first time is when Rock is trying to get with him basically just so he can get a part. But Dick has to be extremely drunk for that to happen. And then he also stops it when he realises that he feels like he can't be gay. Yeah. So
0: they could have. Accepting his
3: sexuality was quite a big thing, but they didn't do much with it.
2: Yeah, and it, it would have been nice because you did see him meet I mean, his partner what... at the bar at the end, but it yeah. would have been nice to see them like together maybe even once. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it's just yeah. out of the blue that, wow, he's his partner now talking at his funeral. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He does talk at his funeral.
1: Then just... the last one was just Ernie and uh, mostly just him with what was she called again? The Alan. Alan Kincaid. Yeah, uh, and then suddenly, oh yeah, he just suddenly has cancer, and then
3: <laughs> and then that goes <laughs> nowhere, doesn't it?
1: No, so, yeah, that's just all thrown so, in. No, on sorry, the actually, last Dick episode.
3: dies of cancer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mm. so they. Most of the things were about kind of relationships with people, but a lot of them are just kind of thrown at you in the last few episodes, and then not much happened with them,
2: yeah, yeah. so I guess well what 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 do we like as as a whole about it um
3: general things cinematography was good, good colours costumes some nice shots as well stuff like that uh the soundtrack was a bop (laughs) (laughs) yeah some great songs uh and fit the time it was a good i mean it was just good drama i suppose and you do kind it does take a while to get to know the characters but once you do you do actually end up rooting for them so that was pretty good as well i suppose some good drama drama but some st- I think I just wish they'd marketed it differently because it kind of says they marked it as a peel behind, you know, peek behind the curtain of what it was like in Hollywood post-World War II. But it is more of a glamorous what if. So I was expecting like really d- it to be a bit more dark. So, you know, with the prostitution and stuff. But I also thought that maybe they'd end up doing outrageous things that would actually lead nowhere, because I'm sure that did happen most of the time but yeah. they it can it kind of implies it's like all you need to do is like become a prostitute and do all this shady stuff and then you can get big in hollywood
2: <laughs> yeah which
1: makes you think uh, makes you question how some people got certain roles in films if that's the case
2: <laughs> yeah
3: mm.
2: yeah the whole mo- but- the, the whole morality issue was kind of weird but i guess like, it was never presented in, like, a positive light or a negative light. So I think it was just sort of accepted as a thing that happens. And it was, it did happen at the time. So, mm. I guess that that's not really an issue.
1: I found a lot of the, the sort of minor characters more relatable. Mm. I think quite a few of the main characters, I think it was partly deliberately, were just kind of one-dimensional. Whereas characters like Ernie and Dick and yeah. even Avis, I thought really yeah. strong.
3: There were times... yeah, that is true actually. Yeah. The supporting characters were seemed more developed than the main cast. Which is be odd. Yeah.
2: yeah, there were definitely times when you'd have had maybe a couple scenes with like Ellen and Dick and Avis and everyone. And then it kind of cuts back to like Jack. And he seems like really flat and one-dimensional in comparison. You're like, oh, we thought this yeah. was going to be the main character, but no, he <laughs> isn't. Which I, which could be positive and negative, but um, I guess it's good in that they are fleshing out the minor characters more, and they're not just there for the sake of it.
0: Yeah.
1: I also I thought it was really good. To, I think it. I like the style of kind of changing what actually happened because the thing that I was going to recommend, I won't go into too much detail, but it's not something I've watched recently. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, it's kind of similar to this in the way that it, it changes um, reality. Uh, obviously, it's set a bit after because it's about the Sharon Tate murders, but I think that they're, they're both quite interested in interpreting uh like the past of hollywood in a different way yeah hmm.
2: and then i guess we've said a lot of criticisms but what what would you stay with them are the main ones uh
3: i think just maybe everything going too well yeah and yeah. not developing the main characters enough maybe Hmm. I think they're the major ones.
2: Yeah. yeah. And the only other uh, one I'd Oh, god.
3: Are you
0: gone?
2: Oh, I was just going to say that I the only other one I'd say would be just there was so many shortcuts taken that seemed lazy using de, Deus Ex Machina. Um, like. So you did not need Eleanor Roosevelt to change Avis's mind. You you (laughs) didn't. You didn't need to. You didn't need to talk about his wife cheating and then turn around and she's cheating on him right there. You know, you didn't need. You didn't need the whole plot where the film's going to be burned and oh, guess what? There's a a, a backup copy. And you know, a lot of these just little shortcuts, just kind Mm. of. They weren't major but they did kind of build up and make made me personally get annoyed. I don't know.
1: I was just going to yeah. say, apart from like the underdeveloped storylines that I talked about, it's just I think that I didn't really... The first three episodes, I think, were not as enjoyable as the the other ones. I think partly just because it like suddenly introduced all these characters which I know they do tell the storyline of as it progresses but I think don't if you're watching don't sort of be put off by the start because especially the fourth, fifth and sixth episodes I thought were really good.
2: Yeah yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I guess is there anything else anyone wants to say about it?
1: No. Nope. Should we do our rating? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we need to do a two.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's go.
1: It's a 7.6 on the IMDb.
3: I'd give it a 7.5.
0: Mm. I'll give it a 7.4.
2: Oh, I was going to give it a 7.0, so this is going to be... Fun <laughs> <On> maths. Fun <laughs> maths. Let's go, because I'm not smart enough to work it out in my head. It's okay. I've got a calculator on me. Oh, so far. Whoa, seven point three. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. I think
0: that's fair. Yeah.
2: Sure. Cool. So, I guess thanks for listening. Um, we do have a couple of things that we've changed since last week. We've updated the website. Um, we we have a, a little area we can you can. Go and check out the episodes. See, um, see the Hall of Fame. Um, we've pro- only problem with that is we've done only three horror movies. So therefore, Birdemic is a top rated horror. Apparently, we now have an Instagram, um, which is also at Earv Podcast, the same as our Twitter. And we're gonna post some clips from the shows there on Twitter as as well. Um, Again, feel free to contact us or message us or leave a comment or whatever, especially you, Lewis G, because yeah. you're a G. <laughs> um, and I guess just share this if you th- like it. <laughs> I'm not going to plug anymore, so I guess thanks for listening. All right, see you. Cool.
0: Let's All right, see you. All right, see you.